0: You're listening to Simply Making It Happen, the official podcast of Morgan Monroe Consultancy, where we create and facilitate the process to allow business owners to align their skill sets with their mindset while on the road to maintaining success in their business and personal life. Everyone needs accountability and encouragement. Visit our website at www.morganmonroe.us.
1: So, I have in my presence with me today, Chef Phantom, and I've been trying to get him for a while, but it seems like Chef Phantom is on the go. So, what's up, Chef Phantom?
2: How you doing? I'm glad to be here.
1: Good, good, good. So, I wanted to have you on as far as a business owner, entrepreneur, chef extraordinaire to let the people know how you came into this whole chef thing, because I know you start out in the Navy. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but... Why, why did... you got to be starting to hear in the Navy? Because I'm Go Army. So... As far as, other than that, being the only mistake I feel that you made thus far, um, how did you get into this whole culinary thing?
2: Uh, well, personally, I, I've been cooking for, for years. Uh, I started out, uh, I'm just a small little country town boy from Viana, Georgia. And, uh, you know, I was a farm-to-table. Uh, I was farm-to-table raised, so, like, my grandfather, the late James McClendon, Mm -hmm. Uh, He had his own farm where he grew his own vegetables. He raised his own livestock. So, it was not too much where we had to go to the grocery store to pick up necessities for normal means of living as far as food. So, you know, we had our own chickens, cows, hogs, you know, you name it. We had it, fruits and vegetables. Um, that's just how it was. So, um, my granddaddy raised it. My grandmama cooked it. So, so that's, that's just how, how it was got into the kitchen, per se. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. See, I didn't even know that about you. Learn something new every day. Didn't yeah. Know, I mean it was from the country. I didn't know you were country raised. Yeah. Okay. Like, like the sausages and stuff.
2: Yeah, we made our own sausages. Mm-hmm. We, we made everything.
1: Cut chickens like snap their
2: neck. Snap them. Wow. Rank, rank that neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were on the next right route now.
1: Yeah, my mom and them did that growing up here, even in Jacksonville. They, yes, I heard some hard chicken stories, so <sighs> polar chickens. But, you know, so when you got out of the Navy, what took your path here to Jacksonville and to this culinary thing? Because people migrate to Jacksonville, but I'd be wanting to know, like, the reasons. What was Jacksonville bringing to you?
2: Well, um, initially, um, I got stations here. In Jacksonville Jacksonville was um, my last duty station. I was stationed at uh, Naval Station Mayport, and uh, I was out there in uh, Harbor Operations, uh, where we, you know, opened up the gates for the boats and the tugs and everything else to come in. But um, unfortunately, uh, the Navy took a turn to where they cut jobs yeah and one of my my job in the navy which i was an electrician's mate at the time uh got cut uh i wasn't i was a nine year the army wouldn't have cut you well you know <laughs> you know we can't we can't we can't uh we can't fathom on the past yeah you know, we, have to, we have to you know you know deal with the current so, yeah
3: yeah
2: so you know unfortunately i was cut um I made E6 in nine years. Okay. Um, I was really on a great path of success in the military, mm-hmm. but I always still cooked. So, you know, when everybody, you know, whenever there was a, a get together, you know, mm-hmm. little potluck situation or whatever the case may be, I always, you know, brought some things along.
3: Okay. To,
2: to you know, be a part of the festivities. Okay.
1: So then that is what brought you to Jacksonville and the whole culinary thing was your upbringing. So how did we get to chef family?
2: Okay, so originally, uh, I was working, um, when I got out of the Navy, I was working at Hand House of Mm -hmm. Bush. And, um, you know, it was a great job. You know, I was making good money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I was making real good money. Okay. (laughs) At the time. (laughs) Um, but at the same token, I gave 10 years of my life to the military where I was told what to do, how to do, what to do, when to go, how to go. Right. Then I, um, you know, unfortunately my situation happened. Uh, I I didn't know what else to do other than to go back into the workforce. Okay. You know, because, you know, I had a son at the time, you know, a little family, and, in country, probably just like everybody else, I still had bills. Right. So I went into, I got a job there. But something in me just kept saying, like, I feel like I'm still a part of the situation where I'm still being told what to do. Right. What time I got to come to work. Mm-hmm. Um, what time I can go home. hmm Oh, something came up, we need... Is mandatory overtime, Mm -hmm. you know, things of that nature. So, for me, it was like, damn, like, what can I do to separate myself and just be my own boss? Right. So, my passion for cooking was still there. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to invest in myself. Mm -hmm. And so, I saved up money to where I paid all my bills off for a year, rent, car notes, You know the whole night I paid all that stuff off for a year So that way I could go to school And you know Not have to worry about If I was to quit my job Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I'm straight like I can at least Because the culinary program that I was a part of Was like um, Total wise it was like 18 months With both culinary and pastry Okay You know both of them put together Mm -hmm. So I said well if I can just dedicate myself to 18 months, mm-hmm. then I'm straight. So that's why I, excuse me, um, I took it upon myself to pay up everything mm-hmm. for at least a year so that way I didn't have to worry about, right. you know, necessary bills or, mm-hmm. you know, how I'm going to have somewhere to stay or, exactly. you know, things of that nature. So that's what I did. Um, but at, at the same time, when I was in culinary school, I said, well, I can't be in school even though I'm in school. You know, typically when people go to school, they go to school first. Right. And then when they get out of school. But then they do the job. They do the job. Right. Well, me, I I put a spin on it to where I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense For me to go to school, Uh finish school, then try to build a clientele base. Mm -hmm. Why don't I just build a clientele base while I'm in school? That way, while I'm in school, I can learn from my mistakes Mm -hmm. while I'm there. Mm -hmm. So when I do finish school, now I have a clientele base. I've Mm -hmm. learned from my mistakes. Um, I have a name for myself, so forth and so on. So that's how it worked for me. So, that's pretty much leading
1: to your, your phantom visibility. You were here, and you were there, then we saw you, then we didn't. because I met you around about 2012 when I joined the order. And I remember this young dude that was going, you cook for everything, even for those functions. It was like, all right, all right, he going to cook, he going to cook. And you did it with no hesitation. You did it without any, you know, you just jumped in and did what you needed to do, you know. So I applaud you for that because for me, I'd be like, no, I don't want to cook all the time. But you actually, you did, you provided food for like every dirty event
2: Yeah, that like, they had. Like, like two, three, yeah, two, three, sometimes 400 people. Yeah. You know, so for me, like, numbers don't matter to me mm-hmm. because it's the passion. Like, when you have passion for something and, and you strive for the excellence, the job is not a job, right you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. it's what you do now does it get tiring at times? Of course, but then that's when you have to take a mental mindset and step back just for a little bit just to uh I guess like revamp recoup mm-hmm. you know get your rest together and then go back at it but well,
1: you don't follow that because you don't never rest because I know. When the funk fest before pre-pandemic you were one of the funk fest um chef the food providers i know here in Jacksonville, whenever there's a concert you're providing food backstage for the artists so you you don't rest when do you rest that's that's how the phantom steps in you just your body lay down but the soul still moving doing other stuff yeah, yeah the soul <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying yes. to figure out when you rest because i am, i don't know you to rest because you still you don't have like you said you don't want to be on the constraints of a nine-to-five job, so you're constantly moving all the time. So for other entrepreneurs that might want to go down this path, how do you find balance?
2: Um, Typically, when I do find my balance, is during the slow seasons of the year, which is typically around... But when
1: nobody don't want to eat, what's the slow season for that?
2: Well, 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 well when it comes to... Big events. Okay, gotcha, when it comes gotcha. to big events, like typically the slow parts of the year mm-hmm. is between November and January. Okay, that's like that's pretty much like the slow season mm-hmm. because you know you got the holidays coming up—Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving. And New we year, all gonna
1: do our own cooking. And probably. y'all gonna do your own mm-hmm. cooking. So,
2: so that's typically like my slow season. But here over the past maybe like two, almost three years that part doesn't apply to me like.
1: exactly that's I'm like <laughs> when do you rest and even now I noticed during the pandemic you're doing the private dinners you're still doing stuff you know as far as your brand so it's good to see you still pushing through during all of this pandemic civil unrest all of this uncertain times that we're in so for other entrepreneurs I just want them to realize too that you know I tell everybody and I've said it numerous times you can still create out of chaos Um, Is like for me right now, my grief drives
2: my creativity. So what drives yours? The people. Okay. The people drive my creativity because see, at the end of the day, I'm here for the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, There are still people out here that feel like it's not safe to go in restaurants right and everything else you know mm-hmm. that so forth and so on mm-hmm. but then there's a balance where it comes into like they want to have that nice intimate setting but they don't want to be out in the public exactly so that's where I come into play and you know it's been great for me because it brought me back originally to what I wanted to start what not what I wanted to start but Where I originally started, Mm -hmm. which was private dinners, um, private functions, you know, 10 to 12, you know, no more than 2 to 12 people. I'm
1: still waiting on my
2: dinner. I just need the public to know I'm still waiting on my dinner. You're going to get your dinner. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Okay. We Uh have conflicting schedules. I know.
1: I know. It's okay. um,
2: So, you know, for me, um, I love the fact that I created a, a stream. Of income for myself, I created a name for myself. I created yeah. a brand for myself, mm-hmm. and and at times it's at times it does become overwhelming because I don't like to tell people no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I think we
1: all are like that.
2: Because you know, like for me, it's like I put myself out there, and then it, there are times when people want to book me on the same date. So like, I may mm-hmm. get an inquiry where there may be like four or five people that want to book me for that same day but you know as 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 the old saying go first come first serve
1: yeah
2: and so and money talks and money talks Mm -hmm. so like i'm in a i'm in a position now where i can say no yeah but when I initially first started, I couldn't say no. Exactly. Because I had to get You were trying it. to get it out, though. I was trying to get it out mm-hmm. there. So, you know, for me, it's like having that, having that respect of my craft mm-hmm. and then being in a position to where, like, I can say no to certain people. Yeah, and
1: not lose no sleep. And not me. lose
2: no sleep over it, mm-hmm. whereas in six years ago, I couldn't say no. Right, right. Because I had to be there. Like, in order for you to be who you are and have a business name and a business brand in the initial beginnings of what you're doing, you can't say no. Right. You have to get it. Um, and, and then at, at the same time, okay, you may have four people who want to book you for a certain day, okay? two out of the four may want to pay you your full price. Exactly. The other two may want to shortchange. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, now you have to assess the situation. Well, then, look at, the, look at the people who's trying to book you.
1: Right.
2: Now, there may be somebody of a high level of standard mm-hmm. that may be trying to book you, but they're trying to cut you on your price. Exactly. But then you have to assess it like, okay then, this person who's a you know five, six figure type person, Mm -hmm. they may be coming in on a lower scale, but then think about who's gonna be on. Yeah. Think about who's gonna be at that event. Exactly. There may be somebody because money hangs around money. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. If you making five six figures, guess who's at your party? Exactly. Five six figure people,
1: mm-hmm. right
2: now. Granted, because you may have paid me fifteen hundred dollars to do your event, mm-hmm. but money, again, hangs around money.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: money don't tell other money what they paid exactly for what they got. Exactly. So then, you know. Yeah, you might have did that event for fifteen hundred dollars. But then it might be five or six people at that event. That think they paid more. That think that, that they paid more because you gave them the upper echelon of what you're providing. Right. So yeah, you may have paid fifteen hundred dollars, but the people at that event mm-hmm. may see that mm-hmm. like you might have paid, you know, four, five, mm-hmm. six thousand, ten thousand. Right.
1: Right. So when they
2: come to you. Like I want you to do my event, you know I got a budget of, you know, six thousand. Okay, then cool. Well, that one event that you did for pennies on the dollar, Mm -hmm. so to speak, turned around and paid you what you really was really was worth. Right. But then if four of them people at that one event off of a fifteen hundred dollar event. Exactly you done made, over a course of time, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be like all in the same month, they may be static, it might be this month for one, But it's coming. But it's coming. Mm-hmm. You done made, you know, almost $20,000, you know, and I'ma say 20,000, but net wise, you might be like thirteen, fourteen thousand yeah. 14,000 net. Mm-hmm. You done made that over the course of, a, of an event. So it's good. So that's why I try to tell people, Learn how to understand right now money versus long term. Exactly. Because see, like right now money, that, those are the people who gonna use you for your service, yeah, uh-huh. and you ain't gonna ever hear from them again. Right. Long term money is when those, like I said, mm-hmm. the person books you for pennies on the dollar, but then but every yeah, time they have they, an event, they call, them. they calling you, and then. Not only are they calling you, all of their friends Mm -hmm. and their associates and business partners and whatever the case may be, they calling you. So that there alone stretches you out longevity wise. Mm -hmm. Because right now you can get just you know. Oh yeah, and I tell my
1: clients that don't be concerned about what you can get right now. You know, as far as my pricing, I do enough to get what I need to get, but I get more of my money off referrals and word of mouth because yeah it's coming back because they've already told me well hey I got this lady she does XYZ and then they say you know oh somebody else has called me I never talked to before but because they referred me or mentioned me then yeah that sets me up for my next move on ahead so what does Chef Phantom have on the calendar coming up because I know with all this pandemic you are doing well I see all the private dinners I'm still waiting on mine but you know just a little shade. You know, I gotta throw some shade Yeah, you gotta throw there. some shade. It wouldn't be me if I did. Okay. Then. Yeah, so, uh-huh. what else is on the plate mm-hmm. coming up? You know, I know you can't let all the tea out the bed, but just give us a couple of, um, flavors of what's
2: going on. Uh, well, right now, um, I can't put it out there, so to speak, yet, but there is a show coming out from Chef Phantom. Um, I'm actually finna get ready to leave and fly out to LA to record, but I can't, like, physically give the name and everything else Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. with it due to uh ndas yeah yeah um that's coming up uh i have a rooftop party coming up um in halloween in las vegas um that's a a very exclusive event um it's a it's a cannabis infused Mm -hmm, event mm -hmm. so um we're, we're doing that uh major shout out to to the other chef that's involved with me on it is uh, chef china out of chicago mm-hmm. we're going to be doing that and it's going to be live streamed um, from vegas okay um and you know uh you know i was i was supposed to have done my second annual tasting cocktails mm-hmm. event back in august but due to the pandemic I was unable to do it, but, you know, the state of Florida really just don't give a damn. Well,
1: they done opened us up now. They done opened us up. They said
2: wide open. Yeah, we wide open now. So, like, I'm going to go ahead and push forward to try to do the second annual Tasting Cocktails event um, in December. Uh, I reached back out to the artists who I wanted to come perform because you know last year I brought Sunshine Anderson Mm
3: -hmm.
2: here to the city major event I mean 200 people in the building that was my first time ever doing it and Mm -hmm. and to be honest with you I didn't know well I ain't gonna say I didn't know I'm gonna say like I'm gonna assume that I wasn't being watched like that oh yeah
1: we always do but you being watched
2: trust me so like you know, for it being my first time event, mm-hmm. because, you know, I've always been the guy who's been behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I've never hosted my own personal event. I was always a part of other people's events, mm-hmm. which is still cool. Like, I'm not taking no credit away from it, but, you know, like, for me to do my own first event after me watching others do their own events, right. like be successful and there's some people who I've dealt, who I deal with and dealt with, they on they, you know, fourth and fifth event, mm-hmm. you know, annual event and and I kind of sort of feel like I'm behind the power curve nah, but at the same time it was like I'm very prestigious on how exactly. I move and I operate, like I learn from others' mistakes
3: mm-hmm
2: and so for me when i did tasting cocktails last year it was a high opener for me mm-hmm. like oh damn the people really do love me and uh, we like to eat too we like
1: to eat good food and you feel good food
2: right so you know it was like oh, okay then cool so i'm gonna make because initially i was just gonna do it just at one time oh no nah. no nah. mm-hmm. and then i was just gonna be done with it but then when i saw what i saw mm-hmm. And the response that I got and the people who backed me and just came through and just showed ample amount of love, Right. I was like, I, I can't let the people down. Mm-hmm. I got to do it again. You
1: got
2: to. And so for me, um, you know, now that Florida's back wide open. Wide open. <laughs> it's wide open. He
1: said it is up to the locals' authorities. So that means we wide open because right now a lot of people in these businesses and shut down it actually made my son change his major um because he saw what was going on in the case of a you know in the distant future another pandemic breaks out if he did certain things in the field he was going in you know it it would be a struggle so
2: i just give you a shout out for that but see like you know i tell people this pandemic should have taught you one or two things either (laughs) You gonna make it or you gonna fold? Exactly. So for me, so for me, it was like, I'm not gonna fold. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing what I do. Now I did take advantage of the pandemic. Oh yeah, I did too. Meaning, I created other means of income. Mm-hmm. You know, I started two other brand businesses. That's doing fairly well right now i just gotta get a little bit more marketing and promoting behind me you should have called us i a little bit more shade i there. Okay. why you gotta be all so shady
1: because it's just what
2: we. was what, again transparency what's the again like <laughs> i i you know i'm very prestigious on how i do so uh-huh, uh-huh. so i have to before before i put and that's another thing too oh boy People, he done put his hat on y'all. He getting serious. Uh-huh. People, like, before you try to bring in others uh-huh. to help grow your business,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, create the foundation and create a base Yep. for your business before you start bringing, bringing everybody in. in marketing. I hate
1: that because I see people that'll start a business, they'll start a brand, and they on board with Joe Snuffy and Pow Wow and Boo Boo, and I'm mm-hmm. like we don't even know who you are so why are you bringing in all these people and i think it's a good tip for them to get their brand established get their self up and going and then bring in all these other people because now you have a platform they have a platform so it can't do nothing but go up from there so True. that's then, a good point
2: point. and then see like you know and not to take any type of credit away from these individuals who do these businesses but like it doesn't make sense for you to pay for radio and TV when mm. you ain't
1: established. Exactly.
2: Social, it, media social media is free. Social media is free. You know, it doesn't make sense to bring in marketing professionals. Mm-hmm. You don't have your foundation, your base, your clientele, your Uh numbers together because at the end of the day, when you start bringing in all these other essential
1: people, they got to get paid. They have
2: to get paid and they not going to do shit for free. Nope. So, you Uh know, so I tell people all the time, Facebook and Instagram is free. Totally.
1: Twitter Twitter is free. TikTok,
2: Pinterest. it's in, all in, free it's all free so utilize the free stuff first and then when you get to a certain standpoint of where you can't do it yourself no more then that's when you bring in these other people Then
1: that's when and you... that's why i get all my calls i got so many people calling me lately because they're too busy to do it themselves they're too busy to do their marketing on social media. They're too busy to do the pictures. They're too busy to do the the live at the events because they have done what you just said, built that foundation. Now, they're gonna bring in somebody else. So let everybody know how they can find the chef and where the chef can be found at.
2: Uh, well, right now, and you know what crazy part about it is? Mm-hmm. I don't even have a website.
1: You don't, you sure do not.
2: You know, so,
1: he just got a phone number and his social media.
2: That, that's that's it. it. That's it. But... Well,
1: Starbucks actually does the same thing. Starbucks is another major corporation that does no advertising. They don't make commercials. They do no... They have no big... I don't say no advertising. But they have very minimal marketing. Their budget is not in their marketing department. And all we know is we keep seeing that cup with that little green and white logo. But see, here's And the we know thing. who it is. Here's
2: the thing, though, Right? If you have a good product or if you provide a good service, word of mouth is... My caramel frappuccino is everything. You know, (laughs) but but word of mouth gets you so much further than a marketing strategy or social media or anything else. Like, well, I take that back. Social media still does help because that's still a form of word of mouth. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, it's kind of like free publicity. Uh-huh. Right? But then, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, and you're providing a necessary service to where the mm-hmm. people can utilize you, yep. that's quicker than any TV commercial, mm-hmm. any radio and commercial. commercials
1: calls. They calls.
2: Listen, they I remember calls. one time I sat down with a, a news station... And I sat down with a radio station. It, just, it costs. And just,
1: you have to sign a contract. It's a lot. And
2: then you have to pay for so much,
1: mm-hmm.
3: like
2: just for. And then what a lot of people don't know is, like, in order for you to be on prime time, meaning if you're on, if you're on the most, the most popular times of the day. Yep. That costs way more, but then, yeah. you know, like like for instance, um, if you wanna do a, and then you know, you might want a fifteen second or a thirty second commercial, mm-hmm. but that fifteen or thirty second commercial, here's how it could be broken down. Well, do you want to be played in the morning time from mm-hmm. six to ten? Well, that there is like. Four
1: thousand
2: yeah. dollars, exactly. Or uh, do you want to be on the midday mm-hmm. time where that's like? Then you got to have a
1: return on your investment. of the four thousand, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, like I'm
2: good. It's, it's like, <laughs> uh, do I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, is do it worth? I have a big ten thousand
1: dollar client out there that's gonna give me my return on my investment, right. And then
2: some left over. Mm. But then, but then you can go as far as posting your work on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever the case may be, and paying forty dollars. Yep. And it spread it to a million people across the world.
1: Yep.
2: For, you know, forty for no more than fifty dollars. Yep. Depending on how you set it up. I've mm-hmm. seen it as low as ten dollars.
1: Yeah, I'm the ten dollar queen. I did a whole workshop on how to do your Facebook and your Instagram ads and a lot of people don't know it's a couple of Tricks you can do to pay for
2: one, but both of them will spread it for you. Yeah. So see, and, and yeah. see, like if you if you tie in your Instagram to your Facebook, and if you pay the Instagram mm-hmm. fee, it crosses over. It crosses over into Facebook.
1: So tell everybody your Facebook and your Instagram, so they can cross over and find you and book you and
2: uh, well, Insta- and
1: convince him to give me my dinner for me and my peoples that he did.
2: Well, well we got conflicting schedules. We gotta just set a tackle. The
1: Bible said two or more gather. So we it's two of us right here and we gathered. So I'm gonna need us to get on one accord. Okay. So tell the people about the Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, on Facebook.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh Facebook is uh, Chef Phantom McClendon that's C H E F P H A-N-T-O-M McClendon on Facebook. And um, on Instagram, it is Chef Phantom, the number three SC on Instagram. Follow me. I follow back. I'm not one of them type of people where you follow me, I don't follow you back. No, I follow everybody back because I want to see what you're doing. I want you to see what I'm doing. I want to show love to you. uh
3: uh-huh, and, uh-huh.
2: and everything else. So, you know, just hit me up. And, you know, if if you don't have social media. And yeah. you well, not necessarily that it sucks. They may just not be into social media, but you can always reach me directly. If they're through my a business phone. owner,
1: they have to have social media.
2: Well, not necessarily.
1: Yes, they
2: do. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm just, I was just. Paranoid.
1: I know. That's what you always do. Well, don't do me like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for Chef Phantom for dropping by. I'm about to kick him out of my home studio so he can go be great somewhere else. And we will get back with you sooner than later. Peace and love.
2: Thank you.
0: You're listening to Simply Making It Happen, the official podcast of Morgan Monroe Consultancy, where we create and facilitate the process to allow business owners to align their skill sets with their mindset while on the road to maintaining success in their business and personal life. Everyone needs accountability and encouragement. Visit our website at www.morganmonroe.us.